Hey mamas, welcome to Breastfeeding Relief with Bethany. We share incredible stories, tips, and breastfeeding ideas to help on your journey. I'm your host, Bethany Laverne, a lactation consultant and speech therapist who helps mamas with breastfeeding. Not all breastfeeding stories are the same, and we dive into those topics. Welcome, Christy. How are you today? I'm well. I'm really well. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. So I want you to go ahead and talk about yourself and how many children you have. Well, um, I'm a mom to twin girls that are nine years old. Um, So I've only had the, well, I've had two pregnancies. Um, One we lost, sadly, Mm. um, and my twins were my second pregnancy through IVF, actually. Um, I am also an IVF mom. Ah, it's an amazing journey, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ours was a five-year journey. So sometimes they're long journeys too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Ours was about a two-year journey. Okay. Um, with two goes and successful both goes, but we <laughs> sadly lost our first pregnancy. So I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah. My girls are the um, second outcome of the second IVF go and we awesome. were very lucky yeah to have both of those girls um, awesome. be really healthy and we got to full term in terms of twin um, mm-hmm. uh, timeline so it was about 37 and a half weeks which is considered full term for twins so that's amazing really really lucky yeah definitely awesome. and I'm also work as a psychologist and I work with mums and women in particular and take a, a real lifestyle um, health or lifestyle medicine they call it perspective which looks at nutritional psychology and being in green spaces and therapeutic horticulture um, and how that supports our health and well-being awesome I love that 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 fits in so perfectly <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell us about your breastfeeding journey? Cause I bet it's a little different than, um, uh, just a single baby journey. Yeah. Look, I was really fortunate. Um, when I was pregnant with twins, I really wanted to breastfeed. I kept my mind open that perhaps I couldn't because I mm-hmm. knew a lot of women around me that really struggled with breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to set myself up well. And I was very, very lucky to find a lactation consultant who had twins. Oh, so fantastic. She was, yeah. She really, really understood. Um, I guess the challenges of mm-hmm. um, breastfeeding multiple children mm-hmm. um, and uh, the importance of, I guess, um, not just about looking after the little ones, but looking after mum through that breastfeeding journey as well. So she was really great in um, talking about, you know, the importance of sleep, the importance of my own nutrition, the Mm -hmm. importance of getting as much help as I can because it's going to be really um, time-consuming, of course, but also energy-consuming when you're trying to produce enough milk for two babies. Mm -hmm. That's really hard on a nutritional standpoint to make Absolutely. sure that I'm um, well resourced to to be able to provide for the little ones. So um, she was amazing in setting me up for that and thinking about how I'm going to manage that, um, where the babies are going to be even close um, to the bed so that mm. um, 
to, to try and make it as easy as possible for me to get off on the right track and make it as successful as possible. So I was so fortunate to have her in my life and she was going to be there. Um, so I, with twins and they were both breached. So I had a scheduled C-section okay. um, and she was going to be there um, after the C-section to help me with the latching on process. So she was very much about a natural latch. I'm not quite sure <laughs> what they call it. You probably know the terminology um, better than I, but it was more about allowing the baby to rest on your chest and, <laughs> and allowing the baby to um, move in a way that they came to the breast themselves and mm -hmm. that there was um, some theory and perhaps some research that that helped that latch be stronger if the mm -hmm. babies were self-led latching. I, I, I don't know what that terminology uh, was. Uh-huh. Yeah. The breast craw. Is that what okay. you're thinking of? Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's allowing the, the babies to be able to to come in their own time and use their own right. muscles to get there. Mm -hmm. um, and so she talked about that beforehand, but I actually, my waters broke the day before I was scheduled. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, she couldn't be there the mm. day that the babies came. Oh, shoot. Um, and so I had this idea in mind of what was going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, but the babies came earlier and I had a hospital midwife, um, or nurse came and it was really awful. So they, um, didn't discuss with me about how I wanted to do that. They literally grabbed the babies and shoved them on my breast. Mm -hmm. Yep. That was it. They're, they're, that was the beginning of our journey together. Oh, no. And, um, it felt very clinical, Okay. Um, yep. Kind of, I don't, I don't know. She took the magic out, out of that experience for yeah. me and certainly what I had in mind, what I wanted. <laughs> um, but they latched well and um, there were no concerns there. My lactation consultant did come the next day when she was scheduled to come and we talked about it. And she was really, really lovely. She was like, you know, she was very disappointed with the nurses around that. Oh, sure. Um, she had a conversation with them around what my um, desires were. And she ended up, even though their first latch um, was through this kind of clinical, just throw them on my breast, mm -hmm. um, she still got the babies out and we still did that. Um, put them on close to on my chest mm -hmm. and had them kind of come up to me and um, latch on more naturally. And so I still got that experience, but yeah. it wasn't that first experience, unfortunately. Yeah. But it shows that real difference between that hospital system, mm -hmm. very clinical, the mm -hmm. staff are very busy, let's just get on with business mm -hmm. um, to... Um, yeah, having a different perspective, mm -hmm. uh, which is a bit more gentle and right and, and lovely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, I also had a hospital birth, um, but I made sure I had a doula because I wanted, um, we couldn't have midwives in the hospital, but I wanted the doula to really advocate for me. And, you know, there's lots of stuff that I feel like they push past mamas, um, and don't really let you know, even with um, just 
consents like they just kind of do and you're told later and i said no 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 no. these are a lot of things i don't want and please help advocate for me because i know i'm not going to know or see it or understand and my husband's not going to understand either you know and he's not going to know what to say and he's not going to be pushy because we're in a hospital you know yeah, that's so, yeah. exactly right. And I think with your first babies as well, everything is so unknown and mm-hmm. so new and you want to get it right. Right. Um, and you just don't know. You, know mm-hmm. you, you are really trusting of the wisdom of mm-hmm. the nurses and and the health staff and other mm-hmm. women um, to support you through that. So I love that idea that you had a doula there to advocate mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's such um, a valuable thing. Right. Yeah. You because you're so vulnerable mm-hmm. um, in, in so many different ways in that in that setting mm-hmm. um, with yeah. so many people in power or authority around you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also if you've had a C-section, you've been cut open, you're under the influence of analgesics or, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're not you're not a hundred percent yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, I also advocate for mamas having um Oh shoot. I just lost the word. Um, (laughs) Don't you hate that? I do. And as a speech, a speech pathologist too. Yeah. It's always awful when you lose the word. Um, (laughs) It'll come back. It will. A birth, a birth plan. There we go. So I always say mama should have a birth plan, um, to say what you do and don't want. Um, you know, I especially said, I don't want a C-section. I understand there are cases where you need an emergency C-section. Um, Mm I also said, I don't want an epidural and do not ask me. I do not, Mm. I will let you know. And so my nurse, uh, she read it and she said, I will not ask you, you have to ask me. And so I had an amazing nurse. I was only there for like three hours before I had my baby. Um, But yeah, I definitely, you just have to advocate for yourself Mm -hmm. and have a good support system. And in the States, you can usually have two support people. And so I really advocate Mm -hmm. for a doula, you know, they're around about a thousand dollars where I live right now. And I think it was worth every penny. Yeah, Um, yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. Well done. Well oh, thank done. You. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, I just a, it's yeah. it is it's such an important thing. Mm-hmm. And even um I think about those first few nights I stayed in the hospital for a few nights and totally naive to what to do with two little babies mm. having had a C-section mm-hmm. um just not knowing what to do when the babies were crying and and I was told because I'd lost a lot of blood um, mm. through that, to not get up through the night, to use the, mm. the the midwives or the nurses if the babies were calling out to get mm-hmm. them to bring them over for breastfeeding. Sure. And I would call for the nurses to come when they were crying and they were so annoyed that I was calling them to pass mm-hmm. the babies over. Like you could, you could feel it. You could see it. Sure. Um, there was a lot of frustration in those nurses. They wanted me to just get up and yeah, um, do the thing. Um, yeah. It, it was a really, it was not a nice experience. Oh, and I, I'm sorry to hear that. I think about that time and I wish I had, a strong advocate um, mm-hmm. to empower me to 
be able to ask for what I needed and, and to mm-hmm. feel confident that that was the right thing to do sure. um, where, yeah, where it just wasn't, wasn't that case, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's why I've started this podcast. So moms can, you know, hear different stories, hear about multiples, hear about different countries, um, to be able to advocate for themselves, to find doulas, to find, um, you know, whatever they feel they need, um, here. Cause I just, I just don't feel like it's talked about, um, enough. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so now I want to know what is one thing about breastfeeding you didn't know that you wish you would have known before you had your girls. Mm, good question. <laughs> Probably just how um, draining it would be. So I had twins. So I'm, I'm sure this is not not the same um, story for everyone or for a single um, single story, single birth, single what do you call it? Single mom, <laughs> single, a mom with one baby, one baby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it having two or having multiple children that you're feeding at once, mm-hmm. um, is incredibly draining on the system. And mm-hmm. even though I had a lactation consultant who tried to educate me on that I could not fathom just how exhausted I would be and the importance Mm -hmm. of people feeding me well um during that that experience um I I wish I had better resourced myself with food I think um, beforehand and so Mm -hmm. my interest in nutritional psychology actually came out of Mm -hmm. having twins having a little one with um, colic so really struggled with digesting milk and she would Mm -hmm. screech all the time and that's a really really hard experience Mm -hmm. but I feel blessed actually having twins so I had a, a very easy baby you know where where feeding was very easy um, sleeping was very easy for her and my other little one I would say was highly sensitive Mm. so things were hard for her Mm -hmm. Um, and if I if I had a single child either one Mm -hmm. I would I would probably think it was something I was doing so if I had an easy baby I would think I was the best mother and it was because (laughs) I was doing something wonderful and I would be obnoxious and telling other parents what they should do um, but if I just had my more sensitive child equally, I would think it would be something I was doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, I would be, you know, full of self-doubt around that. And mm-hmm. there was something I was doing wrong. But I had two at mm-hmm. the same time, the same mum, the same womb, the same environment. Mm-hmm. And I had two really different children with different mm-hmm. sensitivities and needs. And so in a way it helped me take the ego out of it and go, actually, you know, there's something about what babies bring to this story, their own temperaments, their own needs. And I've just got to be the best I can be for what they bring to this story that maybe it's not about me um, completely. You know, I, obviously I need to show up and be the best mom I can be, 
but children come into the world with their own needs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a humbling experience to have that, mm-hmm. to to kind of go, actually, it's not me. There's the, the, the two little people that have very different needs. Uh-huh. Um we, we've gone off on a tangent here, but um, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what was your original question was about the importance of <laughs> nutrition. I think yeah. kind of... <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> what is one item that helped you or one of your favorite breastfeeding products or items? For me, for twins, it was having a chair that was wide. Mm-hmm. So really wide enough to be able to fit both babies. So I used to do the, what what they call in Australia, the football holds. I don't uh-huh. know if you yeah, call it the that. football hold. Yeah, have them off the side. Yeah, mm-hmm. off the side. And so being able to hold them both like that and rest my elbows uh-huh. on a chair and it be comfortable and with a foot rest as well. So for oh, me, it yep. was an Ikea it was a super, I don't even know what it's called, but a super wide chair where I could hold both babies comfortably. My back felt really supported and I could Mm -hmm. put my feet up. Um, That was the bomb. We still have that chair. They're nine years old now Uh and they sort of still fit in it um, (laughs) as we read books or something together. But yeah, that was the best thing I could have, could have bought for, or I did buy for, for that journey. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I still love mine. The rocker portion is, um, it doesn't work anymore. Um, so that bums me out, but I still love that chair. I read to my boys, their books before bed every night in that chair and it has a foot rocker stool also. So, yeah. So I agree (laughs) with you. The invest in a good chair, mom. (laughs) Invest in a good chair. Definitely. Can I also say one thing? Yeah, Um, absolutely. in my journey of breastfeeding is that, um, especially as a mum of multiples, was that I connected with, in Australia, we have um, what's called the Multiple Mums Birth Association. Okay. I think that's the, the their full title. So it's it ran by mums of multiples. And I joined that group and it was connecting with those mums who were already further along the journey Mm -hmm. of being a mum to multiples who knew exactly what that was like coming home, trying to figure out breastfeeding, trying to get into a schedule, just how challenging that can be when you might have two little ones with different needs. Mm -hmm. Um, They came to the house. um, They talked to me. They knew (laughs) that kind of shell shock you get when you bring two little babies home. And one of the things that they would often talk about was um, being okay and getting rid of the guilt around doing some substituting with um, just formula, mm-hmm. um, especially in that late afternoon, mm-hmm. kind of four o'clock feed mm-hmm. where there's nothing left in your tank and perhaps nothing left in your body's tank either. <laughs> and so, um, and I, I felt like I was running out. There was nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and the babies were really grisly. And, and giving myself permission just to do that one feed with a formula mm-hmm. uh, at that really difficult time where we're all tired, we're all grizzly, mm-hmm. um, really took the edge off um, or the pressure off and made that ex- the breastfeeding experience mm-hmm. actually much more enjoyable because, awesome. yeah, it, it would just help. Yes, 
Yes. Yeah. I call that the witching hour, right? Before dinner yeah. starts. I still have toddlers and I call that the witching hour. So I don't know what <laughs> happens from four to seven, but some days you're just like so much. It's too much, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was, that was a really good piece of advice mm-hmm. um, for me. And it certainly took any sense of guilt off as well to know that all of a lot of these multiple mums were mm-hmm. were also just kind of topping up with that um, and just giving themselves permission to do that if they needed it, you know, if yeah. they just felt there was nothing left in their tank to, yeah. to do. I think that's awesome. I had a interview the other day with another mom that also said, if you need more sleep, it's okay to let your partner give your baby a bottle, whether that's formula, whether that's pumped milk. Um, and I definitely did that with my second son. So I would, we would put our first son to bed. I would nurse our second son. And then, um, my husband would give our second son a bottle and I would get a longer stretch of sleep. And he would usually, um, wake me around midnight and say, okay, you're on for the rest of the night. Cause I got to go to work tomorrow, you know, but it gave me, he's a night owl. And so it gave me that longer time to sleep. And I felt like I did better through the night. He would make sure my water was refilled and a snack was next to the bed um, for me. So, you know, it's okay to ask for help uh, from your partner. And even if, you know, he can't breastfeed, he can give a bottle for you. Um, So, yeah, I think that's wonderful advice. And I think mum's mental health, out of all the possible mm. influences on your on your kids, mum's mm-hmm. mental health is the number one. If mum's good, mm-hmm. um, you, you're going to have the best influence on your mm-hmm. little ones. So if you need that sleep or if you need mm-hmm. that formula or uh, extra help mm-hmm. so that you can function mm-hmm. uh, and be your best self, absolutely. Then do it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us today. Can you let everyone know how they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my business um, is called In My Mother's Kitchen, um, and that actually refers to um, being in nature and um, looking at nature and nutrition as a way to support our health and well-being. So um, you could look at, um, go to Instagram, Facebook, or website. Um, it's inmymotherskitchen.com.au. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your advice and wisdom today. No, my pleasure. Lovely speaking to you. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another mama or post on social media and tag me. I want to personally thank you for wanting to help other mamas. You got this. I'm rooting for your breastfeeding journey.